Hey, my name is Philip Craig. I'm the pastor here at Aria Church. Thanks so much for joining us. I hope this podcast empowers you, hope it fuels your faith, and hope it impacts your life. Enjoy the message. It's not often, honestly, when I preach that, that God tells me this is what you're going to talk about. Uh, it, but, but recently it has, it has happened a few times, and I felt when I was coming here, uh, often I feel like, you know, God is saying, hey, pick whatever you want. <laughs> Just preach the word. <laughs> but tonight, uh, today, I, I felt that I was going to speak about this. Uh, and if you go with me to Acts chapter 8, we're going to open the Bible. And if you're new to church, um, uh, really, really welcome. Glad you're here. Uh, feel, feel free. Feel welcome. Uh, I'm going to try to speak from the Bible and explain a little bit, you know, Things that God has told me and that we can see in the Bible that will help you, obviously. And obviously, I hope that before we leave here, you have received Jesus if you're new to church. Um, and please come back as well tonight to, to listen to my girlfriend. Uh, she uh, has an incredible testimony. Uh, we met just uh, a few years ago, actually. Uh, I asked her out just when she got saved. <laughs> and she said that she was dating Jesus. <laughs> So, so I'm like, dang it, can't compete with him, uh, you know. So, uh, but then it took uh, like two and three years and though, uh, or so, and then um, we started dating, and now we've been uh, dating for like a year. So it's great. But she has an amazing testimony. She got saved four years ago, and um, yeah, she will tell you more about that tonight. Uh, but go with me to Acts chapter uh, eight, verse fourteen. Uh, it says like this, when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to Samaria. When they arrived, they prayed for the new believers that they might receive the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit had not yet come on any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Pretty cool. And then go to uh, Acts chapter 1. So go back a little bit to chapter 1, verse 4 and 5, and we will read this. And this is Jesus speaking to his disciples, and he says this. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized in water... But in a few days, you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Father, I thank you that you have a word for us this morning. Thank you for the moments we share, that we can come together, and that we can encourage each other, and that you will speak to us. We don't just want a, an, a, another service or another sermon. We want a, an, an encounter with you, God. So we pray that you come right now in the name of Jesus. And everybody said. I'm going to talk to you about the second most important experience in your life. The second most important experience in your life. How many people have ever done a bucket list? Show me. Have you done a bucket list? Like literally written down a bucket list. Oh, some of you. Most, most girls. <laughs> but it's all right if you're a guy. And done it. Like I have one in the back of my head, you know. I have a few things that I really, really want to experience, that I really, really want to do. It's like, you know, I, 
you know, I, I wanted to go to America, so I went to America. I, I, I wanted to, you know, drive a really, really fast car and a bunch of stuff, you know. And, and in Sweden now, I, I think you have it here as well, you have gift cards. I love gift cards where, where you can give away experiences. H have you done that? I love it because you don't have to go around and, you know, <laughs> don't judge me, but I don't have to go around and, you know, I just can buy a gift card, give it. I don't do it to Stephanie, obviously, but the other people. And I love it. And now you can give gift cards with experiences. I think it's great. And we love experiences. Like, you know, stuff is out. <laughs> Things are out. Now we want experience stuff. And I think, obviously, that is because we are human beings that love experience. We, we love to experience things. And Christianity, and especially if you're new to church or new to, to, to this kind of, you know, environment, you got to know this. Christianity is an experience. It is. Christianity is about you having an encounter with God. It's not just beliefs, even though we have a bunch of beliefs. It's not just values, even though we have a lot of good values. It's not just a set of ideas, even though there are a bunch of ideas. It is an experience with God that will lead to a life, to a relationship with Him. So you can experience God. You can have an encounter with Him. And hopefully after this service, you will have experienced God. And if you read the Bible, you will see that there, there are so many people and they experience God. One guy in the Old Testament said, before I, I had heard about you, but now I've seen you with my own eyes. So it is about an experience. And now what we read here is a, it, it just shows us they, they had experienced Jesus. And then they experience the Holy Spirit. So what is the second most important experience in life? That's what we're going to talk about. Because the first one is to encounter Jesus. The first one is to encounter salvation. The first one is to be, be forgiven of your sin. And I hope you have that on your bucket list if you're not saved yet. Or at least if you're a Christian that you have on your bucket list that I would lead someone to salvation. That I will help someone to know Christ. But what is the second most important one? Sometimes, you know, we can forget this. And that's why I want to preach to you about it. Because here you can read that these, these disciples, they had heard that Samaria had received Jesus. But they were like, no, huh? but we got to go there. So they also will receive the Holy Spirit. So there are two separate things here. It is the salvation and it is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And that's what Pete, Jesus said in, in Acts chapter 1. That you should wait until you, you will receive what my Father has promised and what I've talked to you about. If you go to, uh, to, um, to, to, to Acts chapter 19, Paul actually asked a church that received Christ. And he's like, did you receive the Spirit when you believed. So it's like two experiences. And some of us, we're like, oh, but I, 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 I follow Jesus, but, but what is that stuff? You know. But it's like you go into America. You can go to America, but you can miss Disneyland. You can go to America, and you can, you know, you love it, but you can miss Disneyland. But you can also go to America and go to Disneyland. <laughs> right? And I want to talk to you today about Disneyland. <laughs> I want to talk to you today about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And show you kind of what happens 
when I receive the Holy Spirit, or as someone, sometimes we say the Holy Spirit will come over you, the Holy Spirit will fill you, will you be baptized in the Holy Spirit? What will happen when you encounter that? What will happen when you experience that? The number one thing I want to talk to you first is about it will give you dreams and vision. So if you're taking notes, write this down. It will give me dreams and vision. Joel chapter 2 says this, And afterward I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will have dreams. And your young men will have visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my Spirit in those days. So God says he wants to come and give you dreams and visions for your life. Think about it. A vision. You and I, we have a phone today. We have a car today. We have a bunch of things because someone had a dream. Someone had a vision. I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to create this. Now here he says, now, when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you will, you will have dreams and visions. You will see things that you got to do. And like this church is, is part of that. You know, Philip he, and, and, and the team, they were like, oh, what are we going to do? Let's create a church. It was a vision. It was a dream. And now you're part of the dream. I heard a story about a, a guy called David John Gishow. Some of you might have heard of him. But in the 60s, he went to Sweden, to Stockholm, because he wanted to visit the largest church who spoke about the Holy Spirit, a Pentecostal church. The largest church at that time in the world had 6,000 members. So he went there, and he was amazed that this church had 6,000 people. <laughs> he was like, he went back to South Korea, and he started a small church, because there were no believers there. Most people were Buddhist. And he started this church. He bought a tent, and he started preaching, and he had five ladies in his church. Five old ladies. And they came there every week. And he started preaching. And then as he was preaching, he started to, to close his eyes because he didn't want to see just five old ladies. <laughs> and he started to scream when he was preaching. And he just went there because he had a dream to build a big church like the one he saw in Stockholm. So he started standing there and he started preaching. And one day this old lady came up to him and asked him, why, Pastor Show, do you close your eyes and why do you scream? And he said, you know what? When I close my eyes, I don't see five old ladies, even though I love you. When I close my eyes, I see thousands and thousands of people. And I got to scream so they all can hear me. Do you know today, they, he, has, he just passed away, I think, like, you know, last year or so. But his church is today the largest church in the world with 800,000 members. 800,000 members. Because he encountered visions and dreams through the Holy Spirit. Because he wanted to see something. He closed his eyes. So I ask you, what, what, what are the dreams and visions that is for you? And I think when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you start to living in the Holy Spirit, you will see dreams and visions for your life. In the name of Jesus. Everybody say it. The second thing is it will give you power. It will give you power. Acts chapter 1 says, you, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witness in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the furthest parts of the world. Now you will receive power. 
power. Power to overcome sin, power to be bold, power to endure, power to live a supernatural life. You know, the word witness here is actually the same word for a martyr. So Jesus said, hey, you will receive power so you can even become a martyr for me. But we know when we read about the disciples, they, they started to do miracles, signs and wonders. There were power there. And I think as a Christian, you should live in power. The Bible says that the kingdom of God is not just by worth, it words, it is power in the Holy Spirit. So a Christian life should be full of power. You know, a few uh, years ago, I was going with my friends to uh, his, my friends, my best friend's parents' house on the coast of Sweden. It's on an island, really nice. And we got there, we were going to spend like, you know, a weekend there. Uh, because his parents were gone and, and, and so we got there and we had a good time and I started getting a headache. I got a headache after, you know, after half a day or so and a whole weekend I had a headache and I was just like, oh, what is this? But, but you know, I, I slept well, I ate well, I drank well, you know, all that stuff. I, I just, why am I having a headache? I didn't get it. And then uh, uh, his dad came home and we were still there and I was going to pour up some coffee and I went to the coffee maker and I, you know, put up some coffee. And then I can just hear his dad say, hey, Joseph, what are you doing? Why are you drinking decaf? I'm like, uh, I don't know. So he had two different pots, you know, one decaf and one regular one. And I realized, ah, that's why I have a headache. I've been drinking powerless coffee. <laughs> I've been drinking coffee without the power. It smelled like coffee, it tasted like coffee, it looked like coffee, but in the name of Jesus, it wasn't coffee. It was freaking decaf. <laughs> but you know, sometimes we can live Christian life like that. You know, it looks Christian, it sounds Christian, it smells Christian, but there's no power. And I never want to live a powerless life. I don't want to live a decaf Christian life. I want to live a life full of power, full of life, full of real coffee. In the name of Jesus. But sometimes it's so easy to just, ah, it's kind of, you know, it looks like it. It feels like it. But do we really have the power of God? And I want to encourage you today with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. When you, when you start seeking the Holy Spirit, you will receive power. You will start doing things you never thought was possible. Tonight you will hear a message. Uh, when Stephanie t t tells you how, how she, when she encountered God, how stuff that she tried to stop doing before, when she encountered the Holy Spirit, she, she was just, it was no problem at all. She could just stop doing it because of the Holy Spirit. Because there is power in the Holy Spirit. Think about Peter in the Bible. Before the baptism of the Holy Spirit, he, he was afraid when a girl came up to him and asked him, hey, why do you, do you hang out with Jesus? He was like, no, 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 no. Afterwards, he's standing up, preaching. He's being bold because he received the power. And I just pray that you will receive the power of the Holy Spirit. The third thing is it will give you spiritual gifts. 1 Corinthians 14 says that pursue love and be eager for the spiritual gifts especially that you may prophesy last week i prayed for a guy uh, i was preaching for in in, in in a church in sweden and after i was preaching and this guy came up and, and and as i was preaching i just got like this idea in my head i'm going to tell him this 
So I tell, told him some stuff, and then I asked him, is this right? And he was like shocked that I knew that. It was a prophecy. It was a gift of the Spirit. And when you study the Bible, if you study in, the, in, in 1 Corinthians 12 and stuff, you will see all kinds of gifts that you can receive. Gifts that will help you, empower you, that will help you to empower other people. That God has given us so that we can build a life for Him. That we can have a great life for Him. God wants to give you gifts. And the Bible says here that we should pursue, be eager to pursue the spiritual gifts. Be eager. Hey, I, I, I want a gift. I want to do it. I, I, you know, a few years ago, I, 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 when I was a pastor in, in a church in, in Sweden, uh, in Vestros, a city outside of Stockholm, and I just started to work for this pastor, uh, and he, um, he's a great pastor, and he loved building things. And, and, and I, when I was, started working for him, I, I, we went around, and he always wanted to go to, like, hardware stores to buy tools for his buildings and for his, like, house and stuff. And he loved it, and I, honestly, I hated it. <laughs> I'm like, let's go to, 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 to the mall to buy some clothes. That's nice. <laughs> I don't want to. But he, was, he loved all these machines that would, like, shoot nails, and, and he just loved it. Because he loved building his house. And then a few years later, I, I bought my first apartment. And I didn't even have a hammer. And I decided I was going to renovate. And I was standing there trying to renovate an apartment without even a hammer. So what did I do? I called my pastor and I said, hey, I need your tools. So luckily he gave me his tools. But suddenly, I was eager to find out more about tools. Because I started building something. And I think, you know, when you, when you receive the purpose of God in your life, okay, I'm going to build something. I'm going to do something. Then suddenly you will be eager to find out what kind of gifts do I need to build this. And I, I just want to encourage you. Hey, be eager for the tools that God wants to give you in your life so that you can build. So in this church, when someone comes, there is someone that can prophesy. There is someone that can, you know, do healings. There is someone that can have a word of knowledge. There is someone that can, you know, that just like, just know like, oh, this is something weird. This is something, because there are people with gifts in the spirit. Some people are getting weird about this when you talk about this. And you're like, oh, I, I've seen those, you know, clips and, you know, that, you know, the pastors are going wild and people are, you know, I don't want to do that. It's kind of weird, you know. I'm not saying you have to do it weird. But it is a spiritual gift. That you can receive. You're like a superman. <laughs> walking around. And you can use your gift that God has given you. To bring freedom to people. To bring freedom to your own life. Amen. The fourth thing. And this last thing I, 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 I'm going to talk about. Is it will be all about Jesus. It will reveal. It will be bring revelation. About Jesus. It says this in John chapter 14. The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've said to you. <laughs> I would have, you know, I love this because I forget stuff. <laughs> Stephanie's on me all the time because I forget stuff all the time. It's like, you, I can tell you four, she told me, you know, this morning when we were having coffee at, at Phil's place, he, he was like, I can tell you same story three times. And you, he's like, you, you, you never forget, you, you never remember. <laughs> and here Jesus is saying, 
that the Holy Spirit will remind you of everything that Jesus said. John chapter 15 says this, The Spirit of truth whom goes out from the Father will testify about me. Well, I need this. <laughs> and I, in my life, when I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and when I started to see, and I got that encounter, suddenly being a Christian was some sort of more easier. It was just, it was easy to read the Bible. It was easy to, to remember what God said. It was, it was easy to, to, to talk about Jesus. No one had to say, hey, talk about Jesus. I was just talking about Jesus to everybody. Because it just came from me. It just, I, I just, it was, it was just different. It was just not me have to do things. I just had to talk about Jesus because it was coming out from me. It was the Spirit of God. Ephesians chapter 5, 18 says this, And do not be drunk with wine in which is deception, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. So just as I can go to drink some wine, and you know, I can go to God. I can go to God and say, God, fill me now. Come over me now. I need you now. I need your power. I need, you. I need a new touch from you. It's, this is not just a one thing, you know, thing. <laughs> this is an ongoing thing. It's a life that you can experience, that, that you can live in. The life of the Holy Spirit. And you can go, just like you can go to a bottle. <laughs> you can go to God and say, Jesus, fill me. Fill me, Jesus. Come to me. Come with me. Come, go with me. Be over me. Fill me in your name. In the name of, and it will help you and will be all about Jesus. It says in the Bible that the Spirit will draw you to Jesus, but the Spirit will also help you be bold and talk about Jesus. Amen? I mean, imagine. Th think about the disciples. When Jesus said, hey, you got to go to Jerusalem to get what I promised you. They had, walked, they had been walking with Jesus for three years. But think about this. Imagine if Slatan Ibrahimovic came to play for Portadown FC. Think about it. Phil is playing in the team. You might be playing as well. And Slatan Ibrahimovic is playing in the team. You'll love it. And for three years, he's on the team. You win every game. Things are going great. You win every game. You score. You pass. You do all the things. There. And then you're going to go to Champions League. And when you go to Champions League, you're like, my goodness, this is going to be great. We're going to be the best in the world because we have Slatan on our team. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? But then there is a referee, a legalistic referee in the Champions League who bench Slatan <laughs> for three matches. He benched Slatan for three matches, and you're losing. You're not winning. And then Slatan comes along, and he, he gathers everybody. After three matches, you, you're not doing well. You don't think this is bad. This is not going good. He comes around, and he says this. And he, he, he has a word. And he says this. And he says, but I tell you the truth. And he talks similar to some other guy that I know, John chapter 16, if you put it up. To you. I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage advantage that I'm going away for if I do not go away the advocate the Slatan spirit will not come on upon you but if I go I will send him to you and Slatan would say hey I'll leave you so my ability will come in you 
You know, that is exactly what happened to the disciple. Imagine, pass the film, <laughs> that you one day would just play like Slatan. His ability is in you. Naturally, everybody would say, no, what is happening to him? But something, he just had an encounter with the spirit of Slatan, and he starts playing like Slatan Ibrahimovic and Porter Down FC goes to the final and Slatan's spirit is upon every player and you just win 10-0 against Barcelona. Because everybody had this, has the Slatan spirit. I know it's a silly picture, but that is exactly what will happen to you when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The believers, they were called Christians. Why? Because they were Christ-like. Because they were not just a decaf coffee. <laughs> they had the power of God in their life. And I just want to, you know, encourage you and help you to seek this. And say, okay, I, I need to seek this. I need to have that. I can't live life by myself. I can't do this by my own. I need the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. I need you, God. And I think you can receive it today. But we got to trust God. It's a faith journey. The disciples had to go to Jerusalem to wait until they got what God promised. I don't know what you have to do. What you need to turn away from. What you need to, you know, start doing. I don't know. But I know this. It takes faith. It takes a step of faith to say, okay, Jesus, I want the power. I want what you have promised me. I need to trust you and do what you say. I need to turn to you and turn away from my way of doing life and trusting you and trusting that you will come with your power. That you will come and you will do what you can do in my life. The only thing I can do is to turn to Jesus. I can't heal anyone. I can't have spiritual gifts in my life, in my own. The only thing I can do is to trust God and say, okay, Jesus, here I am. I give you my life. I'm going to trust you with this. And when you do that, God can come up upon you. The Holy Spirit can meet you when you trust Him. hope you enjoyed the podcast today. I hope it encouraged you. There's a few things I'd love you to do. I'd love you to subscribe to our YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify account. This is so you can keep up with our most recent material and messages. If this ministry has impacted your life and you'd love to help us reach others, you can do that right now by going to ariachurch.org and giving now. Cannot wait to see you next week on the Ariat Church podcast.